uh, it's an amazing community. I mean, it's just, it just, it keeps me like totally engaged with, with baking every single day. I love, just like you said, I love looking at, you know, one person with their baking and then it's just completely different from the next. And then, you know, maybe the third one is, you know, all about like intricate design for bread. And the fourth one is, they don't care about that aesthetic at all. And it's all about flavor, you know, it's just all over the place. And it's amazing. This is the Sourdough Podcast, the show about the innovators, leaders, and creative trailblazers in the sourdough community and the stories behind the bread. I'm Mike Hilburn, and on today's show, sourdough guru and award-winning blogger Maurizio Leo and I discuss his thoughts on the artisan sourdough movement. He explains how he got started baking sourdough, the evolution of his blog, and his relationship with the Instagram and online sourdough communities. He shares the secret to getting that perfect sourdough flavor and answer some of the most common sourdough questions he receives. All right, well, hello, and thank you for joining me uh, today on the podcast uh, for this episode. I have a very special guest today, baker, blogger, Maurizio Leo. Uh, just a quick little intro uh, from Maurizio. Maurizio is what I consider... Uh, a little bit of a celebrity in the sourdough community. And if you've spent any time on social media or online searching for sourdough tips or recipes, you no doubt have come across his award-winning blog, The Perfect Loaf. Um, this blog is an amazing resource resource for beginners or really anybody who's interested in sourdough. Uh, Maurizio started The Perfect Loaf in 2013 and has since been featured on and contributed to many magazines and blogs. Uh, Maurizio has a huge following, tens of thousands on Instagram, and he chronicles uh, where he chronicles his sourdough journey. And uh, Maurizio lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico, with his wife and two sons and a German shepherd named Aria. <laughs> and um, Maurizio, I'll just say, as someone who's you know used your recipes for years, it really is an honor to get to speak with you today. So thank you so much for being on podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here, uh, Mike. Thanks for having me, and um, you know, thank you for the uh, the kind words in the intro. Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited to to uh, talk sourdough with you today, and um, I'd love to start maybe by talking a little bit about your sourdough story. Um, I understand your father owns an Italian restaurant there in Albuquerque. Yeah, that's right. Um, so. You know, I, I have memories from well as far back as I can remember. I'm kind of growing up at my my dad's restaurant and you know playing around in the back and on the flour sacks and around the mixer and and that kind of thing. It's a it's a family. It's still open today. Uh, we've been open for uh, let's see thirty I don't know thirty four to thirty five years. Wow. Um, yeah, and my dad still still works there, still making pizza and, and running things. And um, yeah, so we you know my brother and I basically as, as many kids do with, with, uh, you kind of grow up at, at maybe your, your parents' place of business or work. And, um, I, I think that, that kind of thing, wherever you, you know, wherever you spend a lot of time together with, with, uh, your family, it kind of, um, that's kind of what imbues you with a sense of, of appreciation for whatever the work may be. And in my case, food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, and so, you know, 
what role would you say, you know, your family and, and specifically growing up, you know, around the restaurant play uh, in, in your future appreciation, you know, in pursuit of sourdough? Well, I think, um, you know, immediately, like when I was a kid, I, I, um, as kids do, you kind of don't, you don't really take interest in it. I think at least for me, you know, I was, you know, I was always around it and it, it was just always there. And so I was all, you know, as a kid, I was looking for other things to do. I played sports and then eventually I went into to engineering. Um, and that's, um, what I do is, is kind of my day job or, um, and I, I think I reconnected back with it around the time when I started, um, the perfect loaf, my website. And I think that, um, for whatever reason, it was always there kind of under maybe just kind of maybe a repressed thing. I always appreciated food, but I didn't, um, I didn't really explore it as much as I, I probably would have if I had gone into the food industry, of course. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was just always there in the background. And then, um, I think later it kind of manifests itself when you, when your interests change as you get older or, and you know, in my case I had, I started, um, you know, I had a family and I had kids and I wanted to kind of provide them with, with healthy, nourishing food. And, and it kind of reconnected me with, with all of that, that history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you briefly mentioned, you know, uh, you're an engineer, uh, software engineer and, you know, I read on your, your blog, you know, you say a, a soft, you're a software engineer turned baker. And, um, I think most of us listening, uh, know you through your blog or Instagram feed. But yeah, I'd love to hear, you know, if you could tell us a little bit more about that software engineering background um, and maybe kind of the work you do. And, and, and then, yeah, how do you think that, you know, has affected your pursuit of baking if, if it has in any specific way? Yeah, it, it's a good question, actually, because I think I think there's some kind of um, hidden connection there between uh, engineering, maybe, and um, bread baking. I think there's there's some parallels there where, you know, in, as an engineer and it just kind of my personality, um, I tend to be like very precise and very, uh, methodical and, um, yeah, experimental and that kind of thing. And I think that when I kind of discovered baking just by chance, I was given a gift book and it, I was given a book as a gift. And, um, as I started to explore baking in general and I had never done it before, it, it just totally appealed to my uh, scientific engineering side of things. And then at the same time, it, it also appealed to my sense of like craft and, and working at something until, you know, you, you become proficient in it and, and beyond. Mm-hmm. And so my software uh, background, I, I went to school for, for software engineering and um, I actually have a master's degree in, in software engineering and um, I, uh, so I originally started working at a, an aerospace company here in, in Albuquerque and I did, um, software development for, um, unmanned aerial drones. And then, um, a couple of us left and we created a small company that, uh, develops applications for the iPhone and, and Android. And when we did that, that was back when the app store and those kind of things didn't even exist. So this was like, wow. right as it was beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've, we've been working on that kind of thing. Our, our, our main product is an app called Skyview, And, um, it's one of the top, top downloaded space, um, exploration applications on the, the, uh, iPhone and, and Android phones yeah, as well. Cool. So, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, software engineering, I think it, it somehow, and, and just engineering in general. And I think it, it really, 
it, for some reason, baking really appealed to me, you know, as an engineer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, you know, you talk about, yeah, that, that analytical side and, uh, you write, you know, it, sourdough kind of allows you to, as you say, marry your analytical side and your entrenched value for good food. And, uh, you know, one thing mm-hmm. I've noticed about baking is that, you know, you definitely got to have, you know, a little bit of that analytical side, uh, and definitely got to have that value for good food. Um, but you know, I think you've got to have that, you know, a little bit of a creative force too, um, like with the right brain, the artistic side. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of that dichotomy of analytic versus creative. Right. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. I think, I think the creative, I think a, a lot of bakers that you, you, know, you run across and they, even though they're doing a kind of a precise, you know, maybe they're following a precise algorithm to make a certain loaf of bread, but also in the end, you know, you have your creative outlets with that, you know, the shape, the way you, the, the way you might, um, do a unique score or, um, you know, de- flower dusting and, and there's a lot of, a lot of outlets for that. So yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like one of those two are more important or do you think you could be a good sourdough baker with, without eat both of those qualities? Yeah, I think you could. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of bakers who, and a lot of, uh, readers that I talk to through my website that, um, they don't, you know, they don't measure anything. They just go a hundred percent by feel, you know, does the dough feel this way? Feel right today? No, you know, I don't need to add any more water. That's scary. I need to add a little more water. As a sour yeah, it, it, it scares me. And I mean, in the, in the way that, you know, trying to achieve consistency can be hard that way, especially if you're, you know, you're not as observant or attuned as you, you might need to be that day. And so for me, I like to, to measure almost everything, but you know, I, I think, I don't think you have to have both sides of, of the equation, you know, equal. I think you can have somebody who's super creative and yeah. does everything by feel, or you can have the person who's just, you know, by the numbers and they're making, um, this, they're trying to make the same exact loaf of bread every single day. So I think there's both. Yeah. And, you, and some, I feel like you definitely see that, you know, especially amongst the Instagram baker community out there, you know, just that wide diversity of, of, of that kind of spectrum of analytical and, and artistic, uh, type of bakers. And, and it's, uh, it's really, it's really interesting to see how different and how varying the community, uh, is, and, and just like what people can do with, you know, just like sourdough and, uh, how creative they can be. Yeah. I, I think, you know, now that you brought up the Instagram community, I think it, uh, it, it's an amazing community. I mean, it's just, it, it keeps me like totally engaged with, with baking every single day. I love, just like you said, I love looking at, you know, one person, what they're baking, and then it's just completely different from the next. And then, you know, maybe the third one is, you know, all about like intricate design for bread. And the, the fourth one is they don't care about the aesthetic at all. And it's all about flavor, you know, there's just all over the place and that it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely wanted to, to talk about the, Instagram bread or sourdough community. And, you know, last I saw you had 50,000 followers. Um, (laughs) that's kind of a big, big milestone, I'd say. Um, congratulations on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to that, what, so what, what is it, do you think, you know, it is about Instagram that kind of makes it such a, a great venue for the sourdough community as, as opposed to other ways of communicating? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I, I think, you know, primarily the, the obvious one is, is just the imagery. Um, you know, you can, 
you can convey quite a lot about bread, even with just a photo, you know, even, even though the, you know, the most important aspect, at least in my opinion, is, is the flavor and the taste. You can't, you can't obviously taste it unless you go visit, but at least you can, you know, determine the, the dough structure or the ending, you know, the end result, the rise of the loaf. So I think the imagery and the visuals are a strong aspect to it. And then, you know, the other component is the the community itself and the people that, that are posting there. It seems like in my experience, just about every single baker that I've interacted with on Instagram has been like, it's like one of the most, um, caring group of people. I mean, you can ask anybody any question and they'll help. And when I first started baking, um, there wasn't a lot of, um, activity, baking activity on, on Instagram at all. And the few bakers that I did run into and that I did find, um, you know, we talked and we tried to figure out problems and, you know, maybe this worked and this didn't work. So it was, it was a cool community in the beginning to, to get things rolling and try to figure out the mysteries of how things were working. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to connect with people that I found, you know, really, I, I, some of my relationships with people I've met on Instagram have, you know, turned into, you know, meetups in person and, you know, meeting people from, you know, around the world and country that I, you know, wouldn't have ever come interacted with if it wasn't for, for sourdough. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's been really fun, um, for me and then being able to interact with, you know, professionals and, and bloggers, uh, like yourself is, is a kind of added bonus, but, um, maybe we could circle back to your, to your blog. Um, you know, as I mentioned briefly, you know, I've been, I'm a big fan of your blog. I've been, you know, following you for years now. Um, I I've been using your best sourdough recipe as kind of my, uh, default loaf for, oh, for a long time now. Um, you know, of course I'll like tweak it here and there whenever, uh, you know, I have some, some, uh, interesting flour or, uh, you know, depending on, uh, what I have, but, um, you know, what I think sets apart your blog from, from others is, is really how approachable it is. And, and you kind of make it feel like I said, approachable, especially for beginners. Um, and it's, and it's not all data and spreadsheets, but in, in, nor is it just pretty pictures, although you have both, um, it's really kind of that perfect balance of information and inspiration, and, um, so, and I know a lot of people, you know, have felt that it's just, uh, an amazing resource and I, I feel like it's probably why you've, you've, it's been so successful. Um, but maybe you can kind of circle back and, you know, what, what was it about sourdough? You know, why, why aren't you, um, blogging this about beer or, or sausage or, uh, gelato, for example. <laughs> right. I've actually thought about doing one for, for ice cream and gelato because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's equally as amazing, I think. But, um. But yeah, I, you know, I, it goes back to, you know, when I was given that gift, uh, a baking book and I, there was just something captivating about it. And, you know, what book was it? It was the Tartine book. Oh yeah. And I think it, I don't remember exactly what, when year was its first publication, but you know, I got it in, um, it must've been 2000, it was either the end of 2011 or the beginning of 2012 or somewhere in there. And it was right before I started the, my website. And, um, yeah, I was just captivated by it. And, you know, I loved in that book, the story of, of the craft and then, um, you know, how to create a sourdough starter. And then I tried to do that and it was actually pretty hard in the beginning cause I didn't understand anything. And as I started to figure these things out and kind of reason through like, Oh, okay, well, maybe temperature has an, an effect on this whole thing. And then, you know, I started to put, put those like 
things that you can measure together with um, what bakers would kind of anecdotally talk about like, oh, well, it, there's more activity in the summer. Okay, well, why? And so I, I started to put these two things together. And as I was discovering things myself, um, I just thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll create a website because there's got to be other people out there who have these same questions about how to get get things going and how to get uh, get baking at home. And so, you know, if, if you, you know, scroll all the way back to my, my website in the very beginning, um, it's really just me chronicling yeah. my, my bakes and, you know, how I did a certain loaf or maybe I'm tweaking one thing to see how it worked. And, um, how far, and so I, I'm sorry, how, how far along were you, um, in your baking process or how long have you been baking at the point where you're like, all right, I'm, I'm starting, I'm going to start a website. That's a good question. I don't remember exactly when I started, but I know I had baked for months at that point. So I, um, maybe half a year or so. And I, had, it had just like slowly started increasing, you know, I would bake like once, maybe once a month in the beginning. And then it just ramped up and I was, you know, baking a couple times a week. And then I, I felt like, okay, well, I've got enough information and I've, I've learned quite a bit. I think I can start kind of writing about it and see, um, see if I can meet other bakers and learn more. And, and, and you have to remember like back then it wasn't that long ago really, but, um, there really wasn't a lot of information out there about, um, baking sourdough specifically. So there were a couple sites, um, but none that, uh, made it like easily understandable. And I think that was what one of my, f- my first goals was I want to make this approachable and kind of break it down for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I think that's, I think how I found you, you know, was probably around the time I started baking was 2013, 2014. And, and yeah, you're right. There just really wasn't a lot out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, I mean, was it uh, an intimidating uh, step to take that? You know, I remember when I started posting pictures of my bread on Instagram and that was kind of like, for me, that was like, oh, am I really going to? put myself out there, <laughs> you know, it's kind of right. silly, but you know, it was like, uh, did you have any thoughts about, about like, you know, oh, I've only been baking six months, you know, uh, yeah. you know, I don't have a, an advanced degree in baking. I'm not a professional baker. What was your thought process around that? Well, I, it's a good question. I, I think, um, you know, I didn't think about it in the beginning because, uh, again, I, like, I didn't find a lot of information out there. Like it might, it might be a little different nowadays. Like it feels like there's a lot more um, info out there and there's a lot more people sharing about it. Um, but back then I was, you know, on Instagram, I probably had like, I don't know, 20 followers or something. And I, I think, um, you know, I, I didn't pay attention to it. I was just literally just sharing what I was learning and what I was doing. And I didn't, the only kind of critique that I had back then was, um, did this taste good or not? Mm-hmm. And that was all I had. Cause I was a beginning baker myself. So I didn't have any kind of yardstick with which to measure. And, it was all experimentation and trial and error for me. I didn't, I haven't, I didn't take any classes. I didn't have any formal training. Like you said, I'm not a professional baker in any way. And, um, it, it can be intimidating at times, I think to, to share something and you're like, well, this is a risky recipe. The results are good, but maybe I know I can get better. And actually that's, what's kind of that, that exact thing is what fuels my, um, my passion for continuing to bake. I think is that, um, I know that even though this may taste or look great right now, I know that there's a little bit more I could do to make it just a little bit better. And so there's always, um, some people call that obsessive, I guess. And I, I think I agree. I have that kind of uh, personality. So, so even though it's scary it's also motivating. Yeah. And so you kind of pointed out, 
uh, kind of where you started with receiving the Tartine book and in kind of the time, you know, 2013 uh, was kind of when you started. And, you know, but I feel like since then, even more so, there's kind of just been this, you know, the snowball effect, you know, of, for the sourdough uh craze or, or interest in it. I mean, what do you, what do you think has kind of, uh, been maybe some, some of the source or reason why, you know, at this exact moment in our culture that, you know, sourdough has become so popular and, and blogs like yours have, you know, been so, uh, interested so many people. Yeah, it's, it, it is actually quite interesting. Um, cause you know, back then when I first started at I don't feel like there was as much interest well, for sure. It, it wasn't at, at the level it is now. Um, I, I think it's, it's a couple things or maybe more that it, it's like this perfect intersection of, um, you know, I think there were a few key things that helped push the whole baking at home thing forward. And I think the Tartine book was, was probably one of the most influential. Um, and I think that probably started the home baking thing for a lot of people. And, um, I think there were, there's been, you know, many scientific studies and, and other articles published about how, um, you know, naturally leavened bread and longer fermentation time is, is healthier. So I think there's a health uh, side of things. Um, and then I, I also think that there's kind of this, um, this movement for people to kind of go back and do things yeah. by hand and kind of this, you know, I don't. I don't know if craft is the right word for it, but it's more like, you know, self-sufficiency, maybe some craft and, and, um, an interest for people to make things themselves, whether it be, um, bread or, you know, woodworking, or, you know, a lot of people like sell homemade jewelry or soap or whatever it may be. And I, I think it's a combination of those things. And there's probably more that I'm not even aware of, but, um, for me, it was definitely, those things, you know, there was a health aspect to it. There's the, the craft part of it. There's the, um, um, yeah. So, I mean, the health, the craft and, and, uh, those things kind of push you forward. And, and I think they've got a lot of people interested in it. No, I totally agree. I, you know, I, as, as a, you know, stay at home dad, I, you know, part of, I think for me was wanting to tap into kind of the creative side, you know, I'm at home with the kids all day and it was just, you know, there's that appeal to like, you know, get my hands dirty, so to speak, and, you know, uh, create something delicious. And, you know, kit, my, my kids love sourdough. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah, same here. It just seems like it's like a food that they just naturally crave. And, you know, from the first time they put their hands on it and yeah, and I, I feel like that's definitely part of that, uh, movement is just healthy, healthy food, being able to provide that for your family. And, um, so, oh yeah, you know, I've got to ask, cause I had, um, Emily Rafa, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her and her, am, um, yeah. blog and cookbook. Uh, you know, she was on a few weeks ago and, you know, her book came out of a, a blog. Um, and I was curious if, you know, when's the perfect loaf sourdough book coming out? <laughs> it, that's another good question. Um, I, you know, I, I've thought about, I've thought about it many times and I, I still do think about it and I get, I get asked so many times for a book and I'm, you know, I'm just on the fence about it. I, I've, um, I've had a few offers to do, to do one and I, um, I understand the amount of work and I can appreciate the amount of work that, that goes into writing a book. And I think, um, had I were to take, had, you know, if I were to take on that kind of of a project, 
I know my personality would be such that I would just, you know, dive all the way in on it. <laughs> it would just be all consuming for, you know, and I think the typical timeline is like two years. And, um, you know, it's not something I'm not, I'm not dismissing the possibility. It's just, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't like explored that in earnest just yet. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, if you're the type of person that would, you know, commit to it full heartedly, it's, it's a, a big project to, uh, right. to, to commit to, I'm sure. So, but I, I know there'd be a ton of, ton of interest in it and I'd, I'd be the first one to go buy it or pull it off the shelf. So, uh, maybe someday, uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you have a, you have a, a strong, uh, following out there. And, uh, you know, one of the things I love about sourdough is that it seems to cultivate a community around it. Um, in a lot of different ways, you know, whether that's sharing your starter with somebody or, you know, handing uh, a loaf to your neighbor or, uh, maybe with bakers, you know, who are connecting growers and millers to their customers. And I think you hold kind of a unique position in, in our kind of growing sourdough community, um, through your interactions with people and, you know, via your blog and Instagram. And, you know, that's one of the things I've noticed is that you're really engaged with your, your audience. Like I've, I've, posted a couple of questions on your blog before and, and Instagram and, and you always get back to them, you know, and, and answer them. And, and you're very, uh, available and, and, and able to connect with. And I think that's something that, you know, makes, uh, people come back to your, to your blog because they can tell how, how engaged you are. Can, can you tell us maybe a little bit more about your relationships, uh, to your readers and, and maybe how, you know, those connections have, uh, shaped your blog or your writing in any way? Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned, in, you know, previously, uh, one of the reasons I started the site was not only to journal, but also to kind of communicate with other bakers out there. I, I was hoping people would comment and you know, they did eventually. And, um, it, it's one of the, the coolest things about my website. I, I love, I love interacting with bakers that leave comments, you know, they're at all levels, you know, you've got professional bakers that are commenting and asking questions maybe. And then I've got, you know, people who are just getting started with their sourdough starter. And, and, um, I, I love to talk to the, to everyone that leaves a comment, whether it be on Instagram or, or my website, because it's not only do I feel like the content that I'm putting out there, the, you know, the baking instruction, you know, I feel like I, I'm helping in some way, helping get people get started. And, and, um, and it can be a, a scary thing at the beginning, maybe not scary, just challenging. Um, but I, I like to interact with people at, at all levels because I think not only am I helping them, but I'm, I'm also learning from them. You know, they might have a, an issue and I might be talking, talking through it with them and they're describing a problem they're having. And it kind of like makes me think about something a little differently. So you know, it may seem like it's one way, like I'm helping a lot of other people, but at the same time I'm learning too. And so it's, that's what I love about the the website. It's kind of created that, that community. Um, and I get, I get quite a large number of comments and, um, and emails through the website. And sometimes it takes me a little bit to get back to people, but, um, oh, I always, it seems like it would be a full-time job, <laughs> like just to, to keep up with them all, but you do. Yeah. It's, it's not easy. I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of emails going out per day, but, um, yeah, I, I love, I love the interaction. It's, it's great. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So we talked about, you know, kind of Instagram and, and that community that you've kind of fostered and, and built up. And, um, but, you know, outside of social media, I was wondering if you've, you know, had any opportunity to uh, interact with um, your local community there. And you, have you introduced Albuquerque to your bread in any, like, uh, any sense? Yeah, I have. Um, actually, just see, was it this month or maybe last at the end of la- at the end of last month? Um, I gave a, a presentation at a fermentation festival that uh, we have here every year in Albuquerque, and it was an hour long um, presentation. And I brought I don't know twenty, I think twenty five loaves of bread that I baked, and there were about a hundred people there at the, the presentation. Wow. Um, yeah, I talked about the whole sourdough process, you know, milling fresh flour. I brought, you know, all the bread for people to try and sample. And, um, and that, that was super fun. There were people who showed up who were like, Oh, I, you know, I messaged you on Instagram and and sometimes, you know, you don't, you don't understand where people are from. You don't realize it. And so it was pretty cool to put faces to the names on online and it was great. Um, what was that or what was that like, you know, having a face-to-face interaction versus computer or, or Instagram? It, it was cool. It was, you know, it's, it, it's actually really, um, it was kind of interesting. It was definitely great, but it was interesting in that, um, you know, people were like cheering when I, when I talked about my website, <laughs> all right, you know, you're here and it's a little bit surreal for me, I guess, cause I'm, you know, I'm literally just baking and, and writing about it and taking pictures. But, um, I, I think that some of the people that were there and, and a lot of people online, they kind of, they just appreciate the, the work and the help. And I think, you know, they like to say thanks that way. And so it was, it, it was really cool to meet, meet some of the people that I had talked to for, I mean, in some cases for years on Instagram and, um, even through email. And so it was, it was great. It was really great. Did you have any, anybody uh travel long distances to 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 see you there in 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 person (laughs) well there was there was one gentleman who came from i think it was two or three hours from somewhere here in new mexico but um yeah no no (laughs) multi-state maybe next time very cool very cool well um well i was wondering maybe if you can answer a few sourdough questions or, or a little advice uh portion of the podcast yeah absolutely Great. Um, so I, you know, I, I threw out some, uh, questions or I, uh, a prompt to some of my, um, followers on Instagram, kind of what, what questions would they ask, you know, if they had opportunity to sit down with a professional baker or, or blogger. And, um, you know, one of them that I personally also have had, um, questions about was what can you do to kind of make it more sour? You know, that's one of the things I've noticed is that from the beginning of when I started making sour, I was like, it's really not that sour as I w- much as I would expect it to be. You know, it's a very light, uh, not overwhelming a sourdough flavor, which some people like. You know, personally, I do like a little bit more of that sour, acidic taste. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of one of the big differences I've noticed between like professional bakers when I when I do buy sourdough from um, a bakery is that 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 acidity is much stronger. Um, right. And, and I've tried. You know, I feel like I've tried with more starter into, you know, a high percentage of starter and had, had mixed results. So what, what would you recommend for a more sour tasting loaf? Uh, that's a good question. It's one of the, one of the, um, highest asked question of my side, I think. And I, I've actually been working on a post on just that because I get so many emails asking that, but, um, 
So it's funny you said that because when I, I I can distinctly remember when I first started baking, um, it was like a year, maybe after a year or two years that I had been baking, I had the chance to go to, um, California and I I got a loaf of tartine, you know, tartines, um, country loaf. And I remember tasting it and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And wow, this is a lot more sour than my bread. And it was actually pretty shocking because it was, it was kind of eye opening back then. And, um, I wasn't expecting it. Like I, the way he talks about it in his book, he talks about, you know, a really mild flavor and, um, to keeping, keeping the acidity low. So I was shocked by that. But, um, the, the things that I do to keep, to increase the that sourness at the end, um, the number one thing that I usually do is I, I work in some, some rye flour into my, my mix. Um, you know, usually five, you know, two to 5% is enough to add a little bit of acidity, um, and I, I also personally like the, the change in the flavor profile with a little rye in, in the end. Um, so that's one option. Another option is, um, the path that you took, which is usually to increase the, the pre-fermented flour percentage. If you increase that a little bit, then, mm-hmm. um, that'll help in the end. And then also if you lengthen that cold, if you're doing cold proof, then if you lengthen that time in the fridge, then that'll also give, um, the bacteria enough time to, to work its, its magic in the dough and kind of add more, more sourness and complexity. And so with, with kind of those three levers, um, you can, if you want to do like a lot more acidity, you can kind of tweak all three of them or, you know, one or, or three, you know, one of the three or two of the three, and then you can kind of change your flavor profile there at the end. Um, and, and the last thing that I've noticed that I've been experimenting a lot with, and, and if you follow me on Instagram, you might, might see me post about it. Um, I, I've been working with a, uh, a more stiff mm-hmm. Levan instead of a, an, a liquid one. And I've been doing it for a number of years, kind of off and on. And, you know, I, I noticed with a stiff Levan, um, with a high percentage of whole grain flour, usually I do like a hundred percent whole grain with a, when it's stiff like that. Um, and by stiff, I mean, you know, 50 to 65% hydration for the Levan. Um, I've noticed more, more sourness in the end result. And it doesn't mean that it's always going to be like that, but I think if you, if you use that as maybe a, a fourth lever and, you know, something you can tweak and play with that. And I think that, that brings, to me, it brings a lot more, um, complex flavor just overall. And that complexity really comes from, um, the lactic and the acetic acid that that's present after the, that long fermentation time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've from time to time felt like I've had felt pressure to explain to my, you know, people who I share my bread with now, this isn't going to be sour sourdough. It's, it's going to be very, you know, very mild, but, um, you know, that might be more of an intermediate concern, you know, like I feel like for the first few months, uh, at least me, I was just trying to get it to not be an inch tall, um, right. come up off of the, <laughs> The, the oven, the little oven spring. That was my, my big goal for a long time. But, you know, w- when you're talking with uh, beginners, what, what would you say is one of the more most common questions you receive? It's almost always related to the sourdough starter itself in, in some way, you know, whether usually most people are, are um, if, they, if they already have their starter up and going, then it's usually a question about, you know, am I feeding, are these feeding ratios good? You know, what about this time, these times? And, um, and then they might link it to something at the end result, like, oh, well, you know, I'm 
my loaf's not rising at the end. Is, is my starter dead or, or questions like that? And, you know, I, I think that's, I think the most important thing with baking sourdough is the sourdough starter itself. And so I think their, their worries in the beginning are, are on, you know, it, it's something to be worried about, but I also think that a sourdough starter is such a resilient and strong thing that, you know, even if you neglect it for, for days, it will almost always come back if you give it a little bit of care, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I think I think the starter itself is is what most people focus on in the beginning and, and have issues with. Yeah, yeah. My my poor sourdough starter has been in the refrigerator almost all summer, just because <laughs> with with a baby and we're getting ready to move. It's just uh, it's hard. been it's been uh, few and far between yeah. uh, where I've gotten it out and, and used it. But um, yeah, they are very resilient and. Uh, but uh, they can only be abused so much. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You got it. If you're, you know, if you're neglecting a little bit too much, or if it's in the fridge for, I mean, even if you keep it in the fridge for quite a while, it'll still spring back. But um, yeah, I usually tell, I tell people what um, uh, Jeffrey Hamelman. If if um, you guys are familiar with him, he's a pretty, mm-hmm. you know, he's an amazing baker. He, I took a class from him. I think it was last year. And he, one of the things I always remember, he said, is like, you know, if your starter's having problems, just treat it like a sick child and kind of nurse it back to health. And I think, you know, that's, that's right on, you know, you just, you give it a little TLC and and it'll usually spring back. Yeah. Maybe while we're on the topic of, of Hamelman, you know, that's one of the very few books I own. And, um, there's a period where I, you know, exclusively was just, you know, baking his recipes and, and kind of learning through his, uh, style, um, and that, that was one of the things I found, you know, as, as a hobbyist was the kind of the difference between tartine and your style bread and, and Hamelman. I mean, one of the biggest things I saw was, was that temperature variance and in hydration level. Mm-hmm. And, um, maybe you could talk about that a little bit in, in kind of your thoughts on, you know, is it, is it just, just a different style? Is it a high hydration movement or, or fad that's been going on. I always wondered about that, that difference between those styles of breads. Yeah, I think, I think it, it, it is just a style um, difference. And it, you know, kind of from my viewpoint, I think it's um, a lot of the recipes in, in Hamelin's book are, they're probably, they've come out of um, years of his baking and in, in his bakery and formulas that he's worked on and, you know, th- his experiments and such. And, and I think, I think the high hydration movement, if you will, is, is kind of a newer thing. And I think, um, just with, as with anything, it it might get a little bit exaggerated on one end, but, um, you know, I think there's, I, I do like a little bit more water in in the dough just for texture and and flavor. And I think, you know, it's, it's up to the baker do Hamelman. Um, when I took his class, um, a lot of his breads were more moderately hydrated. And when I was working with the dough, I was actually, it was actually kind of hard for me because I'm used to, you know, really slack dough and things like that. And so it was a little bit, it kind of threw me off a little bit, but the end results were, were incredible. You know, his bread that we baked was, was awesome. It's just, it's totally style, I think. Yeah. Well, what was that experience like in getting to bake with him? It was amazing. I, I wish I could do it like every year just to kind of, kind of reconnect and and, uh, do it again. But, um, you know, not, not being a professional baker, it's, it it was very interesting to see 
how he approached things in, in, um, in terms of like production and, um, you know, I'm not talking about like industrial mass production, but I mean like the way that you structure a bakery and, um, efficiently plan your schedule and, and everything you know, just so that it's running smoothly. Like I, I haven't had the opportunity to run a bakery, so I don't know what, yeah. um, what the daily pitfalls might be. And, and, he really opened my eyes to things like, oh, well, each week we would reserve a little part of our sourdough starter in the fridge just in case, you know, somebody knocked over our, you know, the entire sourdough starter. What would you do? You wouldn't have anything. You would, you'd have to close your door. So just little things like that. And and then, you know, he's, I mean, in terms of just his persona, is, is, it's incredible. He's just a, a really um, caring and genuine person when it comes to um well, everything, but especially with, with baking is, it, it was awesome. Uh, must've been a, an amazing experience. Well, yeah, you know, I, we're kind of wrapping up our time here. Don't want to take too much more of your time. So I wanted to give you a chance to maybe talk a little bit about, you know, any projects you're working on or events that might be coming up that you might want our listeners to know about. Yeah. Um, well, you know, all my work basically goes, um, on my website, theperfectloaf.com. And, um, you know, I'm always writing and testing and photographing, uh, recipes. And right now I'm trying to wrap up my, um, my sourdough baguette formula. So I'm almost there with that one. Oh yeah. And, um, I post pretty regularly to Instagram. I'm just at Maurizio and, and then, um, I'm also scheduled to, teach one of my first classes here in the U S um, later this year. And I'll, I'll be posting about that. Um, I think actually this week on, on Instagram, and then I might post out a little something on my website. So that's something people have been asking me for. And I've, I've kind of been hesitant to do it, but I, I think, um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That sounds amazing. Is it going to be there in Albuquerque? No, it's, um, I, I think it's going to be in, um, Louisiana, San Diego. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a very good location. (laughs) Well, I'd be there. I'll be there uh, front and center if it is. Uh, Well, great. Oh, that's exciting. Um, Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of positive feedback about that. And um, and as far as you know, your blog is. Is there any way your fans can support your the work that you do there? Um, I, I recently put up a page at my my website, and it's it's just a support page. If you go to the top, there's a little support link. And, um, it's just purely donation based. If you, you know, if you value the posts that I do, then, um, you can donate as little or as much as you'd like. And that money, I pretty much funnel it right back into, uh, flower purchases for testing and, um, and maintaining the website. So it's all, everything's appreciated. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I, I'll, speaking for myself and, and for our community, I just know that, uh, you know, your, your blog has been such a such a amazing resource for so many people and and really have i think been the jumping off point for a lot of people to to jump into sourdough and um so anyway i just i appreciate all the work that you do and and put into that blog and and uh, the way that you're you've been just so um accessible to um to bakers out there and uh, it's just been really a pleasure to have you on the podcast today so thank you so much yeah, well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. And, you know, I appreciate um, all the emails and, um, and support. And, and um, even if you just have a question, it's, it's great to hear from everybody. So thank you. Thanks, Maurizio.
Thanks so much for listening. If you want to find out more or hear previous episodes, go to thesourdoughpodcast.com. While you're there, send me your sourdough questions. I'll try to pick one or two questions per episode and submit them to our guests on air. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and be sure to share your best loves with hashtag sourdoughpodcast and I'll repost my favorites. We need your support, so if you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Our show is produced by me with original music composed by Weston Perry. You can find him at WestonPerrySoul.com. This is Mike Hilburn. You've been listening to the Sourdough Podcast.